Mr. Pop. Dark. When the little birds are nasty, and I listen to them too, there's two lonesome people in the whole wide world. That's me and the man in the moon. Hello, everybody. And welcome to Miskatonic University Radio, a podcast exploring fantasy play games as Arkham Horror the Card Game. I'm Dane. I'm Dan. I'm Ben. And thanks everybody for being here tonight. We hope your 2021 has been uh, <laughs> good for, yay, uh, good starts to 2021. This episode we're going to be talking about getting in cars. We're going to be talking about Top Gear Arkham Edition. We're going to be going fast. Uh, we, the, we, we thought gears, the gears are going to be high. That's that's the first promise that yeah. we can make about this episode. Yeah. I, I, for one, don't know how to drive manual. So I'm glad that this is a fictional card game where we're we're going to be pressing an action button and going. I've <laughs> I've been practicing a lot with my new uh, racing sim setup to, be, to, to you know to prepare for this pack. I've made some. I don't have a shifter yet. Uh, I've just been driving like you know I've been driving like a Lamborghini. <laughs> Whatever in automatic, which seems normal. That's probably a thing that lots of people do. So. I got an RC car for my cat, and he loves it. So that that's that's, that's my contribution to this. Very nice. Very nice. So yeah, I mean, we've we've got some cards to discuss. Like, these are like the first cards of the year, so so you know, I don't I don't know where that puts the. This is going to put the bar somewhere, and then from there, we're either going to go up and or down. All right. Well, why don't we? Why don't... That's the information I can give you. Right, thanks. Thanks for that uh, very insightful uh, point there, Dane. Let's, uh, let's let's jump right in. So we'll pull up the first oh, card. God. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the first new card in this pack is a new card called Enchanted Armor. It's a guardian asset. It costs one. It is level two. It has a willpower symbol and an agility symbol. It is a ritual and an armor. And it says, uh, play Enchanted Armor under the control of any investigator at your location. Forced, after damage and or horror is placed on Enchanted Armor, the owner of Enchanted Armor tests Will X, where X is the total amount of damage and horror on it. If the test fails, discard Enchanted Armor and assign the damage and or horror just placed on it elsewhere. Uh, and it has star health, star sanity, and it takes up your body slot and an arcane slot. Mm. That's a body and an card. arcane yeah for, for especially for guardian um yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> so, the arcane slot there's not much competition to for guardian so it's, yeah it's just a body yeah, slot sure. right and even um, the yeah. body slot like i mean i don't really do people really play bandolier that much i guess flamethrower is gonna people play yeah. that a lot yeah flamethrower bandolier backpack <laughs> nah. uh. it's not, not um, too much competition so yeah i think it's fine I mean, Guardians with High Will, right? Let, let, let's start there. Uh, like Zoe and Larry, uh, Leo, Anderson uh, well, could, could, could be pretty okay with this. Yeah, I mean, Guardians with High Will that want to... Guardians with High Will that don't have other ways of kind of protecting themselves, I, I would say. I mean, really, you kind of have to compare this against... Um, like, every Guardian pretty much plays Hallowed Mirror, right? Unless there's, like, another neck they really want to wear. So mm. I guess you could say, like, oh, maybe Zoe like plays this and then she doesn't need to take up her... Sure. Like whistle or something, yeah. But but I think like I mean it's worth thinking about like if you're going to play Hallowed Mirror, do you also play this? And what are the kind of advantages to each one of them? I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? The the will test is a weird order because you we do have um 
we we do have like Larry and uh, and and Zoe who do have four will, and that's kind of reasonable. But that's like if you're thinking of like, oh, I'm just going to I'm gonna I'm gonna use this to soak a bunch of horror and damage. Then you're really gonna think about passing at least like if if you're gonna take like a, a, a rotting remains to the face, or if you're gonna take um, I don't know something else to the face, and you're you're you want more than just one card worth of stuff to go on this, right? Or one, one attack to go on this or else like you're, you yeah. might as well just play dodge or something, right? Like you want to be able to get it. Soak a couple things, I think. And, Oh, do we lose Dane? Did I lose Dane? Oh, I'm here. I remain Wait. in the car. That is oh. the, this horror and high gear review. Oh, no. I, I confused myself because I started looking at the stream video instead of the actual video. Uh, anyway, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so you want something that can soak a couple hits. Uh, it's also dangerous, like uh, if you're playing you know, if you're playing this in like a higher difficulty, you don't really want to do as many unnecessary tests. Like dodge is so much better. Um, I guess if this I, potentially can soak a couple hits, then that's good. But I think there's a lot of potential for nonsense with this card. Yes. Uh, like I, I'm actually more into this card than I kind of let on at first. So <laughs> a, a couple of things like this card p- potentially protects you from all damage and horror forever. As long as you can keep passing tests, like it doesn't even exhaust. Right. Well, um, that's an asterisk too. And so William York can play this. And even when it does get trashed, he can just, keep oh, that's everything. funny. So, so, so like if you have ways to recur things, then it also can keep you very safe. Right. And he can use the will test to, to fail and do survivor things. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think it's, a, I think it's a good William York card, but I mean, what I'm kind of thinking is like, you know, suppose you have some way to like occasionally automatically pass a test or something, or even like just draw an elder sign or something like that. Like, I mean, this is another kind of payoff for that, right? Like, it's only going to work in certain scenarios where you want to take a crap load of damage, but it's at least worth thinking about it. It's like a unique thing that it can do. Um, it's also cheap. You know, it's only a buck. And like Ben said at the beginning, it takes up slots that you don't really need usually for a lot of Guardians. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm not totally sure that I'm just going to, like, put it in every Guardian deck, but I'm interested to play with it. Uh, obviously, my favorite Guardian is Mark. And for Mark, like, I'm not sure whether this would kind of... <clears throat> whether this would replace the standard mark package of like second winds and hallowed mirrors and now the empty vessel which is amazing but i'm, I'm maybe at least going to try it yeah yeah also i a, think that's fair there's also a point where i'm thinking like oh you take a damage and a horror but you could just choose whatever your weaker stat is and that's what you soak on it uh like some, someone in chat mentioned like for mary who has like a health of five she might want to grab this but she has high willpower yeah she could use this to soak damage uh for another yeah, that's a great reason Another combo that I'm thinking of, uh, I'm, I'm not totally sure this works, but if you give out um, Solemn Vows to people... I was going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, because when you have to test when you place damage It's or infinite. Yes. Damage or this, oh. It, it doesn't trigger the test. You see, if you have one of these... Oh man! Yes, putting damage and horror on you forever. You can get a thousand horror on this, and I mean, you'll never. Even if you do eventually take a test for some reason and fail it, like okay, you know, finally it goes away, and then you play another one, or you play it out of your discard pile, or something. So I think MJ kind of balanced it. The stipulation there being that it says uh, if the test fails, discard enchanted armor and assign the damage and horror just placed on it elsewhere. The issue with with moving it though is that that damage and horror was already there. So let's say you take like a horror or two from whatever, and then you're forced to do the test. You've already got like fifty or whatever horror on it. it doesn't matter because it says 
uh, and assign the damage and or horror just placed on it. So elsewhere. yeah, you, I, so you would only uh, have to put that two last horror on it. So on your, I think this. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure on this because uh, you can move stuff to it, but it's not assigning here. Like, isn't mark the loophole for mark is like it's because it triggers when you assign damage, isn't it? Not when you place. I well, Mark says when you place damage on a card, he oh. would draw a card. But because Solemn Vow doesn't place. It um, like he doesn't trigger. Chad is saying it does trigger. I don't know though. Yeah, I I really thought that placing is different from moving. I thought so too. Like it's you, you're definitely not assigning damage. You're not taking damage. You're not being dealt damage. I don't. Yeah. I guess I guess you kind of are placing in the sense that you're literally. If somehow <laughs> you're actually playing Arkham physically with people, in which case, lucky you. Uh, I guess you are technically like physically placing a token on it. Yeah, I'm not sure like how the rules. I was gonna bring that up actually, with, and and ask and see if that's like an actual thing. Um, it feels like a weird loophole, but honestly, it's it, it's kind of a stretch anyway. Well, let, let's let, let's kind of set that aside. I I guess I'm I'm now more skeptical about that. I think that's up in the air. Maybe that doesn't work. But yeah. even without the solemn vow interaction, uh, I, I mean, I still think this is a pretty good card. Yeah, I think it's really cool that you could play it on somebody else too. Like also, if you're specifically with a team that can deal with like will or whatever. Also, extremely good art, which is much cooler than Copycat and would make a much better playmat than Copycat. Yeah. Not to, not to completely dump on Copycat all the time <laughs> because it's a cool card and it's pretty good art, but I think every time that we see a cool art on a card from now on, I'm going to say, oh, this would have made a better playmat than Copycat. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's just what I'm going to do. So I'm just warning everybody now. I mean, the other thing that you're comparing this to is um, Spiritual Resolve. It's at like five, yeah. uh, five experience, one that's like... I think it takes up a arcane slot too, and then it's like a myriad. So whenever you draw it, you can use it to clear off the other one. But this is too experienced. Like, come on. And also the Yorick interaction, I like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this. I think this one's pretty cool. I think we, we're gonna maybe have to play around with it a little bit to see just how good it is. But at the very least, I think it's a it's a neat card. Yeah. Same. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's see here. Next, next card is a uh, guardian, another another guardian card, Blessing of Isis. It is a two cost, a level three asset, uh, commits for one uh, wild symbol. <laughs> it's been a little while. Uh, its subtypes are Ritual and Blessed, which means Mateo can play it. Um, it uh, triggered ability when, a, when the second blessed token is revealed during a single skill test at your location. Exhaust Blessing of Isis. Cancel that token and treat it as if it were a Elder Sign token instead. Return both of those tokens to the Chaos Bag after this test ends. And it takes up no slots, for what that's worth. This card's funny. Uh, it's definitely interesting. Uh, so we're talking about, er, I mean, earlier in the set, payoffs for for um, Mary, right? And like and like bless things and, and things. What do you think about this as like a, a possibility of that? In our in our game we're playing with Colin, uh, we we do have tests where we occasionally draw like three or four blessed tokens, and it's like really funny. Um, but well, I think it I mean, happens usually consistently. About like about like three times per round, somebody draws a single blessed token and doesn't need it. It's somewhat rare that somebody draws two blessed tokens and doesn't need them. Although that does also happen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. In this in this case, yeah, it doesn't need them is the important part because. If you would succeed with two blessed tokens already, then you don't really care as much about the elder sign. For most characters, obviously, there's a couple characters where the elder sign is pretty crazy. But 
Yeah, I I think Ben, I think you're on the right track. Like I think that this really completely is dependent on how good your elder sign is. Oh, I solved that. Not just helping you exactly. <laughs> like not not just not just helping you pass tests, but actually giving you value. So like yeah. Mateo, I think this is pretty good for probably. Yeah, he is a great elder sign. If 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 you're doing like maximum blessed token Mateo, mm-hmm. which I'm not even sure. Or just blessed team, right? If you have Sister Mary yeah. and Mateo on a team, I mean, but also like <laughs> <laughs> the Pope team, uh, Pope Junior, uh, uh, Catholicism buddies exactly. or something. I don't know. Um, it's the whole, yeah, holy the, holy the, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Team, team priest or whatever. Yeah, team pray. That case, how about that? Uh, yeah, in that case, it's <laughs> maybe, maybe pretty solid. Yeah, um, I like so this card, uh, supplements the the permanent, right? The one, um, the covenant, the the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The covenant because that that stops you from having like kind of more erroneous. Um, I mean, that, the, uh, blessed the tokens covenant helps drawn. you keep yeah. helps you keep your blessed tokens for longer in the bag. So it yeah, helps your, yeah, helps yeah, your yeah. odds of this triggering, I guess. The covenant helps you when you draw a blessed token that you don't need, put it back in the bag so you can draw it again when you still don't need it. <laughs> draw three more. Yeah. Um, but then, but then this card kicks in, right? So I don't know. Um, it seems like there's a lot of layers, I th- like like to to try and to try and get blessed to to work in ultimate like satisfaction or whatever. Um, but Ron does have a good point. There is a card that's coming up. Um, we're probably not going to talk about it just yet. Favor the Sun, um, which is a pretty great card, and I'm pretty excited for that packet in general. But for now, um, I, it's probably worth trying in in Mary and and possibly Mateo, right? If you're doing yeah. I haven't seen that card yet, so we might have to revisit right. this later. I think for now, my take is this is maybe worth playing if you have a, a good elder sign, meaning like a kind of Mandy or um, not that Mandy can play this, but like kind of like a Mandy or Father Mateo type elder sign where it draws you cards or something. And if you're going to have a lot of blessed tokens, yeah, for uh, sure. Aside from that, probably wouldn't play it, but you know, l- let's wait and see what the what the upcoming blessed cards are. Yeah. I- yeah. As with all the blessed tokens, once we have the whole cycle, we'll reevaluate. <laughs> uh, right, like that just needs to be the slogan. Yeah, it's 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 because we you need the whole cycle to get the whole gimmick to work to see if it'll work yeah. or not. You know. All right. Yeah. So speaking of look. speaking of getting gimmicks to work. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, let's move on to the secret cards. So we have the upgrades for Cryptic Grimoire uh in this pack so there's two of them we have they're very similar i'll read one of them and then uh read the, the difference in the second one so it's cryptic grimoire this one is text of the elder herald it is a cost three asset level four uh with an intellect and agility icon it's an item tome and cursed can only include in your deck by upgrading from the cryptic grimoire untranslated and only if you have translated the grimoire in your campaign log, just like all the other untranslated stuff. Uh, reaction, after re- you resolve one or more curse tokens during a skill test, place that many secrets on Cryptic Grimoire. Uh, reaction, when you play an insight event during your turn, uh, spend two secrets, that event gains fast, reduce its cost by one, takes up a hand slot. Uh, and then I'll read the other one. The other one is the text of the Elder Guardian, um differences are it has what's my computer doing um differences are it has a willpower icon and a book icon or intellect icon uh this one is blessed instead of cursed and the trigger is after resolve one more uh curse token still um sorry the second trigger is different uh reaction when you would draw the top card of the encounter deck spend five secrets draw a card from your deck instead um my question here 
is does does Larry Anderson count as an elder guardian? It's he's uh, very old and he's also a guardian. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> is it a good it's, point? It's interesting. <laughs> It's interesting that one of these is blessed and one of these is cursed in terms of their their traits, but they both deal only with cursed tokens. Yeah, that's why I got Wait. thrown off. I thought the second one was going to be, be triggered off blessed tokens. Yeah. Uh, surprise! Uh, Not today. We're also, talking about paradoxes. It's also, I mean, it's also cursed. So secrets just secrets don't have anything that interacts with blessed tokens yet, do they? And they probably won't. Uh, no, I don't think no, so. Think They're they mostly add, cursed. Yeah. So why? Because seekers are cool. That's why. <laughs> Only cool uh, people curse the bag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the attitude you have to you have to have going into it. Yeah, yeah. So I guess can we? Uh, so the original is the original. It's both blessed and cursed. I pulled up the original, or is no, it? And it's just okay. a cult. It doesn't have blessed or cursed. So, so Mateo the... can. <laughs> yeah, so Mateo Damn it, Mateo. Mateo Damn it. Get get the second one now. So. Yeah. Uh, before we talk about uh, these actual, uh, what it would be like to actually play with either of these cards, I want to kind of briefly go back to our discussion about the untranslated version. And I think what we thought about it was it was significantly more annoying to translate than any of the previous things. Like there, there's ways yeah. with other cards yeah. and with other interactions to speed it up. And it, you know, it might be worth it if you want to play one of these, but it's worth mentioning that like, these are kind of a, a, a higher cost just to upgrade into them than something like Strange Solution yeah. or Archaeoglyphs. Because they originally need to get 10 curse tokens in the bag, um, <laughs> which means if you're playing a multiplayer, that, that can be kind of tricky. If people are doing tests, they're going to probably be taking your curse tokens out unless you have like a grim, um, uh, I can't believe it, covenant, a covenant that uh, is helping protect them or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Notably, the original, the base Grimlar does put less tokens in the bag uh, when you trigger the ability uh, after you get oh, the 10 curses. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But that's uh, like a one time the entire campaign kind of a thing, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. So, my, I mean, the one thing that I'm very excited about both of these cards for is that we're going to be going on a cursed run. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> and uh, for anybody who's just going like straight, flat out cursed, cursed team, uh, have fun with cursed tokens. This is probably going to be in your in your uh, roster, right? Like, this is one of the things that you want to try and figure out if it's actually really good or, or if it will function in a cursed setting, in like the setting for it to sh- thrive anyway. Yeah. So, so I, I, yeah. So what I see in chat. If you can like put secrets on it, even though it doesn't have the uses X secrets on it or secrets X on it, and I don't remember yeah. the answer. That's <laughs> I, well, I, I it so that there was a spoiled card recently, which I don't even remember the name. I just remember that I saw it and I immediately was very excited about it. But uh, I mean, I think that at least some of these cards are going to let you put secrets on things that don't technically say uses secrets. Unless there's some weird random rule in the book that they add that makes you not be able to do that. But so, so yeah, so, I mean, that's cool because like, okay, both of these accumulate secrets by uh, when you draw curse tokens. It's worth mentioning it's when you resolve curse tokens. So if you have some kind of thing that like cancels curse tokens or turns them into blessed tokens or something, that would not help you get uh, secrets onto this. Right. But yeah. secrets, have, secrets do have some good cards like uh, Stirring Up Trouble that add uh, curse tokens. Yes. There's other things like Promise of Power and Faustian Bargain that had curse tokens. Seekers mm-hmm. also have, um, wasn't there like a Seeker 
kind of fight event that like costs cursed or that does more damage with curse tokens that we were kind of talking oh, gaze about. gaze of Araxash or whatever so, so like there's kind of the beginnings of a sort of a deck there uh so that's cool and yeah like potentially i mean you might be able to get some extra secrets from several other very good very broken secret cards that help you put secrets on things so you might be able to get I mean, number of secrets on this yeah i mean here's the thing at the end of the day if even if you put these two cards in your deck and they don't do anything, you've still got 28 cards that are secret cards, ideally. <laughs> so like the rest of your deck is going to be doing fantastic, even if these two cards are just so, being committed for a will. <laughs> but so it's worth mentioning. I mean, three three bucks is kind of a lot. It takes up a hand slot. Yeah. These are both high costs. So, uh, yeah. however, um, and looking at the payoffs for these. The first one, the Elder Herald one, the cursed one, where it makes insights uh, fast and reduces the cost by one. Look, the reason that Seekers are incredibly hilariously broken is that <laughs> they never actually need to spend actions to do to play cards. Yeah, right. Like, like I when I play a Seeker deck, it's mostly skills and fast events and like a couple a couple of assets that I'm going to play once. I'm not spending actions to play, like, I don't even know what card I would play because I'm not playing those cards. <laughs> so, so so this one I'm not excited about. Can you can you guys think of a good use for the Elder Herald one? So Abby, I think, is pretty cool with this, right? The the book lady who doubles things. Can't, she, can't you put this on her and then she can double the second effect? Or would you oh, still Ab- have to have Ab- the secrets on it? Abigail? Abigail Foreman? Yeah. Um... Because I, I know she she does cool things with tomes, and Daisy does cool things with tomes. I know Daisy can't really make much use out of this, other than like trying getting the untranslated one translated a little faster. But like maybe she could do something. I don't remember exactly how she reads, so I don't know if you're she, able to double like it's, a, the it's an action Dark ability, Heart. not uh not a reaction. So you wouldn't be able to use it with her. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> she could hold yeah. it for you if you wanted, but otherwise, uh... yeah, that, that is true. Um. So, I mean, I'm not super excited about that payoff for the Elder Herald one. Although, I mean, there are some pretty good events that, like, we don't really even look at because they're not fast. And, well, I mean, if you you had a million secrets, maybe you'd find one that's good enough payoff. Maybe um, uh, Seeking Answers or something like that. There are a lot of insights, so. I mean, stuff that you put in, like, Joe's Insight deck would probably be things you'd consider uh, running with this, right? Because those are the things that are, like, one, two cost. Um, I I guess a lot of those are already fast, though. Or ten. Uh, that's a good point, and and I, mean, and I mean, I think Joe could take this, and it would work on playing things out of a sunch deck. Yeah, right? he he could maybe combine yeah. it uh, so I, that he makes stuff that's not fast, fast, and maybe even use three cost insights. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think that. Uh, yeah, that's true because he doesn't really benefit from like unless he plays really expensive insights, and I think that he his hand slots are too precious. But anyway, but let's talk about the Elder Guardian one. I mean, five secrets is a lot, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean. I, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm mostly thinking about the draw an extra card part instantly, because obviously I want to draw oh, more cards. Um, well, but you wouldn't be trying it during main phase, so it's not like the best. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> but the, the main thing is like, I mean, not trying encounter cards is cool, but it's also just not trying an encounter card before you see what it is is a lot worse than like warding something because I think for most decks in most situations, something like a third of the encounter deck is like a treachery that you can handle pretty easily. Unless yeah. well, there's some there's some scenario where it's an absolutely terrible stack deck, but usually I mean, you're not scared of all encounter the, cards. This this is delaying the encounter card that you would draw anyway, right? Uh, it's not actually. It's giving it to somebody else effectively, right? Unless it's like unless it's like <laughs> la, unless it's like the last round or whatever. But uh, yeah. but that's still good though. Like one less encounter card is still good, and you get to draw a card. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. And maybe you don't have, maybe you're not the person who has awards in your deck, so you want other people to draw the potentially scary cards anyway. Or you're not the guard. Or you're not the. You're not the. You're not a fighter, so you don't want to draw an enemy or whatever. So. I I think if you can build a ridiculous secrets engine where you're triggering an astounding revelation every turn, you're using the new card that just got spoiled every turn, you're uh, you're moving stuff around with ultra. So like, if you're getting like three or four secrets a turn, and you're avoiding like half of your encounter card things and turning them into draws, then this becomes like actually maybe pretty cool. That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I would note that the way you just the base level to get secrets on it is only when you resolve the curse token. It's not like when right. anybody has yeah. resolved one. So that's that's kind oh, of slow. Yeah. Um, so it weakens it in multiplayer. But yeah, no, I agree. There could be some if you if you have other ways to get secrets on here, uh, which we we have some existing ones and there's some upcoming ones that are been previewed on the FFG articles that could make yeah. this pretty cool. Yeah. What I think this really does is just like open up kind of like a, a card pool for if you really want to do a curse run <laughs> like like it just get a whole yeah. bunch of curses which, otherwise just stick with the the true I, good ones i'm pretty sure we have plans to do some type of crazy curse run once the whole very excited out, for yeah. that i mean <laughs> very so, excited for that credit credit to the design team because when we saw the untranslated version of this i basically said this is too many hoops to jump through there's enough yeah. other cool untranslated stuff I'm, i probably don't even care what these do and i still i don't think these are like a slam dunk but they're interesting and they seem kind of like fun in the right situation so they're better than i they're making me think about it when i thought i wouldn't even think about it yeah 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 right. Right. well why don't we move on to the rogue cards the yes. let's do it uh okay so the first rogue card is a event called uh Riastrad, i guess Riastrad, i think uh, the accent is over the eye. I, I have no idea. Okay. Uh, I'm not the person okay. to go to, but there is an accent like, which I did. I did put in the. <laughs> is, is it like Gaelic or something? Like what? what it is. Mean? Yeah, I, I actually looked it up earlier today. Um, it's it's like based on some like myth. Um, and it, I think it means like, it's like it's like warp twist or something like that, or like was, battle rage uh, something like that. I was thinking maybe it was backwards. Backwards, it's darts air. So maybe maybe that's part of the <laughs> nope. answer. <laughs> um, anyway, so it is a zero cost event. Uh, level one has two combat symbols. It is a spell, a spirit, and it's cursed. And it says, "Fight when you initiate this attack. Add up to three curse tokens to the chaos bag. For each curse token added to the chaos bag in this way, you get plus one combat and deal plus one damage for this attack." Wow, that's so, like a four, that's a four cost event or four damage event that doesn't have a cost. Right? It's great, right? <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> no one cares about Curse uh, Tokens. And Calvin can play it because it's a spirit card for some reason. That's exactly the best part of it. Uh, can Calvin play level one spirits? Uh, he sure can. He can yeah, play level zero to three because he can play ward level two. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this this seems like a really good card. Because uh, like, Curse yeah. cares about Curse I'm, Tokens. <laughs> I'm excited to grab this in Tony for sure and probably on our Curse Run uh like this this is really cool um it even commits for two like two uh two yeah combat. that's great i mean i don't know when you wouldn't use this but i mean uh <laughs> it's I mean, really I, good look, look guys if i want to fight stuff i just play mark and that's about as that's about as complicated as it needs to be <laughs> uh no I, yeah but for those outside the dan box this seems pretty good yeah, if you're if you're gonna play a green fighting character, then probably play this. Yeah, it's, it's also a spell. That means that means Marie can take it. I don't know. I don't remember. What it, it's is, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, she Ronnie, can even you got it right. Punch something. Marie can dig it. Uh, 
don't know. Yeah, just, it, 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 it is. It, it basically, it's funny because we talked about the seeker card where you draw a bunch of tokens, and for each curse token that you find, it adds a damage. This is obviously much better. It's much better yeah. to just add curse tokens and reliably get that much damage out of it. That's so you'd rather have this. And, and again, it's it's a yeah. plus. It's a plus three fight for four damage. Uh, seems so good. I don't know. That's huge. Uh, also double double, right? Like, come on. <laughs> Lord, I, I, uh, Lord, ba- Lord Batboy says they've been consistent with adding curses to play to pay a zero cost to event. They're all good. Faustian bargain, deep knowledge. All of them are kind of bonkers. Well, yeah, I don't. Is deep knowledge, the one that draws you cards. And we, we yeah, just... it, it's it's uh, sketches, but but free. It's like I mean, zero to draw two cards, but anybody can draw. No, anybody that, draw three cards. That one we thought was kind of underwhelming, but only because Seekers are so broken. Like if they banned all the good <laughs> Seeker cards, that one would be sort of okay. So yeah, I think I think all these like zero cost, but you have to add curse tokens. Those are just pretty much always great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it's like okay. <laughs> I the curse tokens are just not scary. Like I, if you even if you rack up when you rank up to like ten of them, what does it affect your odds of success? Like five percent or something or eight percent? I don't remember. It wasn't. It's like not it, as significant. It's just like conditional probabilities. It's like it might make you fail a test if you draw it and then a bad token, and it might be a test that you actually care about, and you might not have any way to deal with it. And yeah. you know, probably not all those things are true. Curse tokens yeah. are yeah. Any any time that the game wants to let me like pay for something by taking curse tokens, come on, give it to me. Come on, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, I, so I think the only wall here, right, is if we're if we're going full cursed run and we're already at ten curses. You can't add curse tokens to this bag, right? So, like, you can't actually trigger the the adding more curse things, which means that you don't get the plus one damage and whatever. So, you right. kind of have to like play with that in your mind. But really, if you can play around that, I think you're pretty yeah, okay. Yeah, I get that is a restriction for our all curse run. When we do that, we might run into that if we're all trying to. <laughs> we're going to run into that ball probably plenty of times, and it's going to be great. <laughs> it's a really good point, but I, you just need to think about what type of curse synergies you have in, across your group. Like, yeah, if yeah. people want there to be a lot of curse tokens in the bag so they can draw them like dexter playing the curse spells that's kind of iffy because ideally what you'd have is a mix of like people that are going to you know draw extra tokens and pick a curse and resolve it and not care about it well but but i mean i guess as as long as dexter's like fishing for curse tokens dexter's like trying to draw them and get them out of the bag yeah you need you want some people that are adding consistently and some people that are pulling and benefiting from them consistently right yeah, exactly. And that'd be a, that'd be a good balance. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, I think we should move on to the next card because we only have good things to say about this one. So. Yep. Oh yeah. So the next card is a uh, Tristan Botley, fixer for hire. It's Botley, right? Not Botley. Uh, he is a five cost level two. I don't know. Rogue. Gaelic. I mean, you're an expert apparently. So. <laughs> Mister Botley. Uh, fixer for hire, five cost, level two, uh, rogue asset, uh, commits for one wild. He's an ally, criminal, and cursed. Uh, triggered ability. After your next turn begins, choose two skills. Uh, until the start of your next turn, you get plus two to each of those two skills. And then triggered ability. After any skill test ends in which a total of three or more blessed or cursed tokens are revealed, play Tristan Botley from your hand at no cost. Uh, and then his flavor text has him speaking with his dog, I'm guessing. He's got three health and two sanity and takes up an ally slot. I mean, it could, <laughs> he could be talking to the body that's on fire in front of him. That could be Vito. I, oh, that's I, a body? I, I don't, I don't know. About, is, <laughs> is the dog named Vito? That's a weird name for a dog. I So what? Here, here's the thing. Community manager Evan looks suspiciously close to this guy. 
So I'm imagining that maybe he has a dog named Vito or the dog's name is backwards and it's actually Otiv. I was, I just had the same thought. That's why we're <laughs> friends. We make the same dumb jokes. We're, we're cracking this case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. uh, this card had a weird thing happen, right? When it was first revealed for a second, kind of like, um, what was that thing with um, Carolyn? Something weird happened when something was spoiled. Like Carolyn could take weapons or, or no, she could take a uh, agency bag. There's like, they were alluding in an article when agency backup was spoiled. Oh, it was like, oh, like this they're... is a great ally for Carolyn. And then, then they like quickly Dane, went. Dane, I don't actually read the articles anymore. I look at the card previews <laughs> and I, I don't want any spoilers about the scenario at all. So I just like briefly flash through and find the player cards and then move on. And remember, like, I'm excited to play this in four months, whatever it is, whatever it is. So well, that's the way to do it. But yeah, uh... this guy had something else weird. I forget what it was. Well, I, I don't know. But I mean, he. Let's take a look at the card. So he gives you plus two to any two skills of your choice uh, each round. Plus, plus one or so, excuse me, plus, plus one. Yeah. yeah, plus one to two skills. Um, and that, like, mo- a lot of the allies we see that are, like, higher level allies give you plus two to two static skills. So that seems okay, but he doesn't give any other effect. So you have to decide if, like, having plus one to two skills every round is good. Um... Yeah, because I mean, if you compare this to like upgraded Peter Sylvester or like Lola Santiago, um, you know, they they give you like static two skills, but they're also cheaper and they do something else as well. Like they they have very good secondary effects, right? Which isn't to say that like I mean, those are very very good cards. Even if he's not as good as those, it doesn't mean that he's bad. And also for some situations, like I mean, not every situation, but for solo maybe being able to pick which stats you upgrade each turn could be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean the 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 second effect, like the uh, revealing three cursed or blessed tokens, like that's kind of hard to trigger. So I think you just should assume this is going to be five cost five most of the time. It will happen right? twice yeah. in the United States of America. It'll, tw- twice, <laughs> but like after you've already given up and played them and paid the five. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I mean, but I mean, unless there's like I don't know, could there? I don't think we've seen kind of like token fishing stuff that's powerful enough that it would help you draw that many tokens. Right? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe if you sealed so some stuff and like really loaded it up, then you there you there this, is that. But... What's the what's the neutral card? Add three curses through. It's like a cantrip. It's just like zero cost. Um, tempt fate. Tempt fate. I think it's just kind of like your your meat and potatoes card for like a blessed or cursed deck because it adds exactly what you want. It cycles itself. It's it, basically you have you have a twenty eight card deck with two cards that give you blessed and cursed tokens. If it does exactly what you want, so, I mean it doesn't do anything. Then I exactly, yeah. So so I mean like that. If you're again, if you're going for like a huge cursed or huge blessed or both or whatever kind of build, you could consider trying him. Um, but honestly, like the fact that he's level two is kind of a boon because it means that like people like, like Larry, uh, Leo Anderson can play him, um, which is nice because he gets the cost discount. Um, he can, he has two, two stats that he kind of wants consistently boosted will and, and, uh, combat are pretty good on him. Um, other people who could play this, like who have a rogue subclass, like Wendy, she's got better allies, but you know, just, just the fact that it's level two is actually pretty good. Yeah. What 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 I'm thinking is like, imagine there was an event that was like, play when you initiate a test. For the duration of this test, whenever you draw a chaos token, if it's a numeric token, you may set it aside and keep drawing until you find a symbol or something. Like, imagine there's like a weird thing that just makes it very likely that you can draw a bunch of nonsense symbols or something like that. Yeah. 
even that probably wouldn't be enough to like reliably get this guy up but maybe you'd at least have more of a straight shot at it but yeah i i agree with you guys though i think you have to basically just suck it up and pay the five especially if you you draw him early what are you going to do just keep keep him in the hand for a while like i guess if you're poor you could like hope that you trigger the condition before you get five bucks but you if you get five bucks you should just play him because you probably need the stats yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and a couple of people much in chat is like the flexible stats is, is pretty good because you can either choose yeah. to be offensive defensive whenever each round and it also right. will give you like different combos that we don't have from existing allies in one ally like you know lola gives you what book and uh agility but maybe maybe you want willpower and agility or something we might not have that yet um, yeah the, the thing so, i was thinking is like for, for safina you could get like will and agility yeah Sylvester, like, except she can't take peter right right so has some options there. It's just you have to consider the cost and uh, assume that that second ability is going to be like. <laughs> I mean, very hard to trigger right now. I, think. I mean, like even so, so Ben, for your Dexter deck that you're playing in Innsmouth, I mean, I feel like you're always very rich. You could definitely afford this if you wanted to. The only reason to not play it are you. There's better allies available, and there's you know Leo and Arcane Initiate and uh, David Renfield. And I'm not really even sure that you even need two stats. You pretty much just need will. But I mean, it's yeah, not could, totally crazy that you might like think about it. Yeah, you could throw it into having agility in case for whatever agility cards are in this phase or something. But you're right; like it is a plus one willpower. It could throw in there. Uh, I guess, oh, and, and, uh, rich people like Preston probably pretty good for Preston, right? Uh, yeah, he always likes yeah. more stats. <clears throat> Well, Preston's not allowed to have legal things, but he can have criminal friends. So. But he can have criminals, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Just like hey, real millionaires. Let's, let's go with yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, certainly, certainly an interesting card. Why don't we move on to the Mystic card? Um, it's sad that I'm most excited about this card over anything else in the uh, pack. Yes, I'm going to say yes. So this is Curse of Aeons. <laughs> it's the only Mystic card in the pack. Uh, it is a two-cost asset, level three, with a willpower, or excuse me, with a wild icon on it. It's a ritual and cursed. The ability is reaction. When a second curse token is revealed during a single skill test at your location, exhaust curse of aeons. Cancel that token and treat it as if it were a skull token instead. You may choose to remove both of those tokens from the chaos bag after the test ends. All right, first word that comes to your head. It's a name. I'll give you a hint. Pizza. Well, <laughs> as I might have mentioned, Pizza Culver <laughs> is uh, is, yeah. any, is anyone except Jim ever going to play this? Just just to get this question out of the way first. I feel like I don't know where this card came from, man. <laughs> they were like, "How many Calvin cards have we came up with? Like seventy? So, How many Jim car- cards do we have? Like four? <laughs> this is definitely a Jim card. I mean, yeah, Jim wants it if he's also doing curse stuff, right? Yes, right." There also has to yeah, be that is true. curse that is true. tokens going in the bag. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, he, and, he, and he has to be at the same location as people that are doing tests, uh, or he's just doing a lot of tests. But I mean, you can yeah. also do you can also do fishing stuff because you're a mystic, so you know you can uh, use what is it? Diana lets you draw multiple. No, Olivia Olivia McBride or um, Grotesque Statue. So it lets you draw multiple tokens. So maybe you can use that to trigger it more. Um. So. I mean, it is yeah, no, the, three XP. Three... Is kind of a lot. Two bucks is kind of a lot. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make up a slot though. That's good. That's the best part. Yeah, uh, yeah. In- yeah. Interestingly, though, it it, it lets you uh, optionally choose to remove the curse tokens after the test. Yes. So you could draw both of them and then keep them if you want. 
because uh, it says you may choose to reveal <laughs> them, or you can just let them go away. You know. Yeah. Uh, so if you're trying, if you're trying to use the mystic cards that do more damage when you draw a curse token or more, whatever their effect, uh, ones we saw a pack or two ago, then maybe this, and you're adding curse tokens other ways, and maybe you want to try this out. It doesn't take up, um, it doesn't take up a slot, so it's like, eh. Chad is pointing out that uh, um, you don't cancel the first curse token, so you still, if you're Jim, and you draw a curse token and then a second curse token, the net result from both of those is minus two still which i do it's still fine fine like you should still be able to pass in most cases although maybe not and anything you're trying to pass on the minus two is you're probably committing to be too above at least you can trigger all the bad cards that only work if you draw skulls so that's what that's what you're really trying to do right yeah yeah for sure but yeah i'd find it hard to use it outside gym maybe again maybe if you're doing something with that spell cycle um I guess cause skulls skulls are usually like not that bad, except in some scenarios where they're extremely bad by the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, for sure, it really depends if you're playing standard or hard or expert. Because if you're yeah. on standard, I agree. Usually skulls are pretty fine because they scale up to like minus three or something. Yeah, on hard, they're usually unbounded, and the scenarios where they scale with something that you can't really control, like they scale with just how how you're progressing through the scenario, and by the end of yeah. it, they're like minus eights those are terrible yep. and unless you're that's not saying no one except jim should really play this because you can't even reliably be sure that a skull is significantly better than a curse token in a lot of I mean, situations i guess it's kind of a reliable way to get a symbol right oh which you i mean some mystics some some mystic spells punish you for drawing symbols others don't others punish you yeah for yeah uh, i don't know ritual candles and stuff like that like you can make some case for that or somewhere i don't know yeah uh, yeah so yeah seems like a specific use case uh fun to try yeah. in gym with gym. stuff hooray so, i'm sure colin yeah, manipulated gotta, yeah i'm sure colin's excited uh <laughs> yep. they, they helpfully picked it they drew a giant skull as the art just to give make it completely clear <laughs> yeah gym card well, it, it looks like it's a skull that's been like reassembled or something right like is, is it like broken apart Oh, I, I like, thought it was like shattered and like reassembled. I those like wait, why is it even? A, it's a curse of aeons. What does the skull have to do with anything? I, I I was guessing it was some kind of thing where you like you your consciousness stays alive even, even as your body like falls apart or something. And it's like a right, that's way doomed. more terrifying than the general scope <laughs> of this game. So I want you to dial it back, Dan. Uh, let's, let's, let's move on. Let's just move right on. All right, you're the one who wants to play this card, not me. I'm not going to play this. That's true. <laughs> Uh, all right, so next card's Unrelenting. Um, hey! Oops, let me get rid of Jim. We don't need Jim here. Yeah, so next card is Unrelenting. Uh, this card we previewed a couple weeks ago. So it is a survivor skill, a level one with a wild icon. It's practiced. Max one commit per test. After you commit Unrelenting to a skill test, search the chaos back up to three non auto fail chaos tokens of your choice and seal them on relenting if all three tokens sealed on unrelenting are plus one zero blessed and or elder sign tokens draw two cards release all tokens sealed here after the test ends um amazing art as we said before um uh, i played this in uh silas um for oh yeah war we played war of the outer guard the the online yeah, yeah. um it was great it was great for Silas. Yeah, this card's ridiculous, <laughs> right? Like, this card's like, absolutely ridiculous like, for Silas. Uh, I commit this and I draw two cards and I pull it back. 
<laughs> Every single time I looked at you, I was like, hey, hey, uh, Ben, how are you doing with, with, for cards in hand? And you're just like looking for things to discard. You're like, yeah, oh, no, my, my deck had <laughs> too, like much, cards too much card draw and not enough uh, <laughs> things to do with it, uh, which which is a weird problem. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely very good. Uh, I don't think my opinions changed that much since a few weeks ago. It's good for Silas. You can maybe do something fun with it in um, Amanda. Amanda, um, yeah. And... Yeah, I, I'm I'm still kind of interested in trying that out, but the more I think about it, the less sure I am that I that it's worth it in Amanda, just because I feel like you really want symbols from cards that you're... I mean, it does give you one question mark, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't totally rule it out. I, I think it might be interesting in Amanda. Yeah. But I think Silas is the more natural use case. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we, we did already talk about this a lot. Anything else to say about it, or should we move along? The art is still as dope as yeah. it was two weeks ago, man. Really, Come on. Quite sure. <laughs> did we, uh, by the way, did, did we screw up the order we were reading these in? I think we did, right? Did we? Uh, what do you mean by screw Define uh, screw up. Well, I think I, I think you, Ben was supposed to read the skull, and then I was supposed to read this. Oh, yeah. You Well, this is a repeat card, so you can read the next one, Dan. I, I don't Whatever. <laughs> Just go. Uh, just all right, here it is, Dan. Here you go. Go ahead and just do it. it. Here we go. Uh, oh, <laughs> God, the, card Dan. I, the card I'm so excited to read. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this is a uh, survivor skill called Signum Crucis. Uh, it is level two. It has a question mark icon on it. Uh, it is practiced and blessed. Uh, commit only to a skill test you are performing, and only if the difficulty of that test is higher than your base skill value. After you commit Signum Crucis to a skill test, add X blessed tokens to the chaos bag. X is the difference between the test difficulty and your base skill value. Hmm. Level. Uh, I mean, level this two, is hilarious uh, on Amanda, right? <laughs> if uh, I agree, it's hilarious. I'm I say hilarious. Sure yes, I did I'm not, not sure, say anything I'm else. Sure, I'm not sure we agree why it's hilarious, but <laughs> I mean, uh, you, uh, use case for this was uh, a <laughs> yeah base skill value, right? Preston and. Uh, Calvin, Calvin right? oh yeah, can can oh, load yes. up a bunch of bless tokens <laughs> yeah, if they have a Calvin use. Another signature card. Um, and yeah, I guess Mateo can take it. I don't know if he actually. This is actually good for Mateo though. That's um, him, him in the art, right? Yeah, well, it's blessed, so he can take it. But like most of his tests are probably going to be will tests, and the he has a high base will, so I don't know if that's going to be. Well, eh, I wouldn't say high base will. I would say an okay base will. <laughs> I mean, I mean, compared to yeah. like survivors or it's okay. Calvin, yeah, no, I think Calvin or yeah. Preston would be the target for this because it's the base skill value, right? So that's if that's if you want bless tokens. Because remember, if you're not doing anything with bless tokens, bless tokens don't do anything, right? Right. Because yeah. <laughs> so. it is like, I mean, it is in some ways, it is like, a, ooh, Amanda could play this, and you're definitely going to, you could put a lot of bless tokens in the bag if you committed this to Amanda. But also, you could just draw a million cards. Yeah, <laughs> eight blessed tokens. So yeah, I, yeah. I just don't know. Have we seen? Yeah. Have we seen survivor cards that key strongly off of blessed tokens that I've forgotten about already? They uh, seem to be more about putting that, tokens into the bag. This is beloved. Beloved's the one yeah. that you auto succeed. Um, yeah. Which is okay. I don't but, remember any other ones. Beloved, you have to commit to the test and then hope you draw the token to auto succeed, right? Uh, yes, but you could do weird things with uh, the the other card that we spoiled, <laughs> um, butterfly effect. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I just I was trying to remember if there's stuff that I maybe check it help because I've forgotten uh, if there's 
survivor cards that do stuff with blessed tokens other than just add them to the deck well, there is also bad. there's a, i mean yeah like with unrelenting i mean with unrelenting you want to have blessed tokens to seal so you could commit this then commit unrelenting mm-hmm. and it's like oh well, sure then you're basically just like paying two cards to draw two cards you should just I mean, play better cards i mean dance uh Ben's previous point, though, like, just Silas has too many cards anyway. Might as well, right? Like, <laughs> who cares? Um, well, if, I mean, if you're playing in a team with, like, Mateo, who who wants to draw a million Blessed Tokens, if, if you have people in your team that are really hungry for Blessed Tokens, like, there there might be some use cases for this. But yeah. you that, we, that might be an unlikely situation. And if you're not in that situation, definitely don't play this. Yeah. For Mateo, I think I really have to think hard about, like, the, the blessed cards and the blessed, like, payoffs that would make a good, like, blessed Mateo deck. Like, and I'm not certain that there is one <laughs> yet. Anyway, like, I know that there, there probably will be one by the end of the set, right? Like, w- with all the new cards that are coming that are that are more blessed payoffs and, and setups and things like that. But, like, I... Like, I like all these cards in a vacuum. They're just... They just do neat, cool things. But they need to all like work together in a really good way. You know what I mean? Like like how research cards work really well in Mandy or anybody who searches things, right? Like those just kind of happen because they do what you're, you you want to do anyway. These cards you kind of have to stretch for, and you're <sighs> I don't know. It it feels like a stretch right now, but maybe they can all be like kind of pinned down and, and work really well in some yeah, specific way. Unless uh, Kristen chat mentioned the Ancient Covenant, which I don't think we were a huge fan of when we saw it. Uh, it's oh yeah. When, when investigate location resolves a blessed token, exhaust. Uh, do not reveal another token as part of the test. So it turns blessed tokens to basically auto success for everything. Yeah. Um, for one, one, once per turn. Once per turn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's. I don't know. I, I guess. I, I guess that help could help if you're like doing a lot of tests where you're not like able to commit a bunch and to be high above. So if you're relying on it like that, that could be an interesting effect, but I, I don't know. I would play the, I would play this archetype. If there was an investigator that had like Diana's deck building, but also could play all these survivor cards somehow and had sister Mary's stats, but not sister Mary's five health. That's, <laughs> that's what, it, then, then I would give this a try, but I, Diana's... well, you've got um Gloria, right? Gloria can kind of do that. Ish. Wait, what's special about Diana's deck building? Well, I, I just I wanna, cards. <laughs> I, it's, it, the thing is, like, if I'm going to have high will, I, I, I want to play Mystic cards, mm. but then I also want to be able to play the blessed tokens are all spread out among like three different colors. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, the art's cool. It's kind of a weird, weirdly like kind of blank looking church, but there's like interesting light stuff happening. That's kind of cool. I like. That. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the the guy. <laughs> that's my favorite tra- part about this card. The guy is trying to heal. I don't know what's going on with him. He's got an interesting yeah, face. It's like, it's like Ashcan's brother, is something. Yeah. I don't, what, is, there, bud. what is this Latin for? I assume this is Latin for something, right? The Signum Crusade. Sign of the Cross. Oh, okay. Nice. So, so is he um, maybe trying, he's trying to like bless this guy or save him something, I guess? I don't know. I mean, yeah. That seems one, like his whole kind of vibe is doing yeah. that. So. One cool fact about this, this art here, it's also on a card in Arkham 3rd Edition that just came out. Mateo just released on Arkham 3rd Edition, and uh, the card that this is on, it's like Hold Back the Darkness or something like that, is actually ridiculously good. Oh. It it It's it's like hilariously good. And I, I think that they, like, intentionally, they were like, well, Mateo and like Calvin are kind of like at the bottom of the barrel uh, in in and skids are kind of like in in this game in terms of like matching up with other 
people who can do their things better. But like in Arkham Third Edition, they're just insane. Like they just do these ridiculous things. <laughs> uh, well, they, and this they, card is one of them. They kind of did the same thing between uh, Elder Chor and this game. They promoted Rex from bottom of the barrel to basically needed to get banned like six months after the game came out. <laughs> it's true. So, so there, is, there is a precedent for this. I wonder if there's some type of edict where they're like, all right, it turned, we didn't, this industry didn't turn out we wanted in this game. So when we release him in the new game, you know, it's okay if he's a little, you can try to make him good and then they overdo it sometimes, you know? <laughs> but I'm, I'm still, I'm still waiting anxiously for bob jenkins to come down <laughs> yeah I well just, i i want to I, I want i want bob jenkins to drop I want Darryl. as soon as possible yeah there, there's a bunch of investigators that i'm really excited for but honestly though i think that um this pack feels like the pack that's just like kind of the the mandatory the one that they have to give us before the really cool stuff happens they're like all right here's the stuff but wait there's more by the way that uh, go play with some cars <laughs> you know like <laughs> and then we're gonna get to the really cool stuff I don't know. There, there was some interesting stuff in this pack. I mean, for only nine cards, I think it was, uh, you know, I mean, it, it was, it was, it was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited to to go on car adventures with, with friends. Definitely not Larry Anderson. Cause there's no way he's driving a car. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah. Let's see. You want to wrap us up, Dane? I don't know if you have else yeah. Yeah. Say, so, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like I, I feel maybe, maybe a little, down on this pack just because it's not like really big exciting cool stuff it's more just like supplementary things that might help us more later and, and get get uh shown the light of bless and curse later um but how does everybody else feel about it i mean like where are you going to be putting these cards does anybody feel like uh sister mary and mateo are receiving the support that they the support that they do need to to be like viable and and, and good and fun to play in a team um us your thoughts reach out to us on facebook reddit instagram wherever you guys uh, listen to podcasts email us at comments at mur.fm uh and and by the way uh thanks everybody for your support we did just hit like 100 followers on twitch so yay friends uh we we want to get there for youtube because we want to have the url not be like youtube.com slash we want it to be like miss johnny Yersha radio <laughs> and that's that's great that's been bugging me for a while but um but yeah thanks everybody for your support um Thanks, everybody, for listening and uh, hanging out with us here tonight. Be safe, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. I actually think uh with the last one shattered aeons shattered aeons is yeah. actually pretty cool yeah 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 i i, I most recently played that with with uh marie and stella and marie just like she just got rolled every single every single scenario i tried really hard to like marie but man oh it felt so bad it felt so bad yeah it also just seems like a pretty bad campaign to have uh baron Samedi in yes what is <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, I always forget about that Marie. Like I played Marie a couple times. It's like oh, you just get one doom down. It's kind of fun. You get you get your good buddy yeah. David Renfield, but then Baron Samedi comes out, wrecks you yeah, okay, every Wednesday. Here's, here's here's my new pitch. So you know we're we're a podcast. We're three people that spend time talking about this game. 
it's natural for us to take on responsibilities to help the community. You know, like um, the the John of the Flame guys basically run like Arkham Knights UK yeah. and Mythos Busters run Iron Man and stuff. Here's what I think our job should be. One of our jobs, because I, I, I'll, I'll probably come up with this other is, ideas later. This is your live proposal. We should, <laughs> we should be in charge of who they write books for, which investigators, because I think we could identify which investigators would be fun to play if they didn't have absolutely crippling weaknesses. <laughs> you know, because at the oh, top, of, top of the list would be like Marie would be like up here, right? Yeah. Man, yeah, for me, I, I feel like Marie is the least likely candidate for a, a book because she was already sort of a promo investigator. Yeah. Also, weren't, weren't also you pitching Mandy. you needed Mandy as a Mandy? Yeah, yeah, Mandy badly needs a buff because her weakness is very annoying. <laughs> So it makes oh it significantly God. less fun to play Mandy. Now I, I know I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, "But Dan, Mandy's the best character in the game." Well, yes, of course. But but I really dislike drawing uh, whatever her weakness is called like six times per game, and I would like to instead draw it like something else, maybe you know. So that's that, that would be my pitch. First Mandy, then Marie, then maybe Min. You know, we'll we'll, we'll work our way down the list. Also, I would like to generate titles for the books. Uh, I've I'm not going to pitch a plot. I'm just going to make up a title and then they have to like <laughs> write a book that matches the plot somehow. So maybe the, the Mandy one is going to be called like um, the parallax conundrum or something. And then they just have I'm to sure like, MJ take, would be on board with that. Yeah, they, they just have to like take that and run with it and write a book called the parallax conundrum. And uh, <laughs> that's what I think. If we're going to buy all these books, we should get to have a little bit of input into how they're made. That's that seems fair. That's that would I'm be saying. a pretty cool movie, honestly. <laughs>